Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. Us divorce lawyers are expecting a rush to the courthouse as this COVID-19 pandemic eases. This often cited theory goes that warring spouses trapped in quarantine, counting the days until it ends when they're released from captivity, will be able to seek a new life commencing with their divorce filing. You likely have read this conventional wisdom over and over. But you know what? What if the inverse is true? Instead, picture this for a moment. What if people find love again? In a recent online post, a woman in New York City explains how she filed for divorce on Valentine's Day, only to become quarantined with her husband, trapped with nowhere to go, with nothing to do. Her husband and her may have found love again. And more likely, with less stability, depreciating home prices, loss of income, we may find that the devil you know is a whole lot safer and comfortable than the devil you really don't. So let's all face the cold hard truth. Right now, no one really knows anything about anything. And guess what? This axiom applies to us lawyers too. Think of that great pearl of wisdom. People plan, God laughs. Welcome to the new normal. Yuck. What is known today will evaporate tomorrow, but it will begin again. Or will it? Never mind. Maybe. Look, who knew only a few months ago us lawyers would craft our best arguments over computer screens rather than the local courthouse? That our children would not be going to school and that our children's soccer leagues would be indefinitely canceled? And that when we went to the grocery store, we would need both a mask and some gloves to pick up a head of lettuce. And God forbid today you cough in public. The world has forever changed. So what do you need to do about it? Accept it. Accept that the answers that you have for today's problems may not be the solutions for tomorrow's. That your 30-day plan may be a weekly plan, a daily plan, an hourly plan. Adapt. Embrace that change will be continually constant. Ride it and own it. Be flexible in your approaches. Use your eraser and not your pen. It's okay. Be a little creative. It's not going to hurt anyone. Be active. Be active with yourself, your employees, your clients, and let them know that you may not have all the answers but that you will navigate the solutions like a captain riding the stormy Atlantic. Because this is where we are now, the great unknown. We are together and we need to get through it to get out of it. So be prepared for the long haul. Be in it to the end. 
save those winter acorns for the spring. Take the long view. Your job is to lead, to lead your children, your communities, your employees, your clients. This is what lawyers will do. We will stand up when others have fallen down. We will lend a hand when it is needed. We will find solutions to pesky problems. We will lead progress. We charge forward in the face of adversity. We will be heard. Embrace this forever change, this new normal. Whatever that becomes will not be the same as yesterday. People evolve, things change. Or does it? I, for one, will be here. Our clients will return. We will begin anew. The sun will rise again. That is our belief. That is our hope. Now, let's start the show. We didn't wreck the marriage. We're just, we're, we're just picking up the pieces, right? This is what we do. We fix mistakes. It's a mistake, and like you said, we're coming in to, to fix it. Yeah, a lot of mistakes leading up to the biggest mistake. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good everything. We are back. This is Attorney Matthew Barrick. And it's a mistake, which might be able to be applied to many things right now, today's world. Kirsten, are you with me from, from the basement? Yeah, from the bunker. Yeah. Are you in the bunker? I'm in the basement like <laughs> Biden, hiding under my desk. Are you in, are you in yes. the bunker? The, the, what, the, the Charlestown Navy? The Charlestown, bunker? yeah, bunker. Yeah, it's nice. Are you okay? Are you are you um, enjoying um, quarantine and, and COVID nineteen? I actually am a little bit. I feel calmer. Do you? Yeah. You Not know, having I, to run around. I'll, I'll be honest. I I have my good moments. My like everyone, my good days and bad days. I am. Uh, this week is not so good. I, I'm not shaving as much this week as you guys noted in our our staff meeting last night. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I'm getting, I'm getting tired of it. It's, it's getting old. How's the, how's the fitness? Fitness is fantastic. I'm up to almost 30 miles a week. Um, I'm coming in uh, usually top three uh, in my virtual races. I've had to go to virtual races. Do you, do you know what that is? No. But that's like, that's a race. that's kind of like on the honor system and like, I, they gave me a bib, you know, like a number and everything. And so every week I do a 5K, a 10K, one, one weekend. I, did a, I even did a half marathon. And then you plug it in. And, you know, I've been coming in. I've been winning virtual awards, virtual trophies, things like that. Uh, and I've been coming in mostly third. Um, there's this guy, Phil Ford. I don't, I don't know who he is or where he comes from, but he's very, very fast for a 58-year-old man. Um, <laughs> Maybe you'll meet him someday. I, I'd love to meet him someday because he is he is one fast son of a gun. Or he's lying. He could be lying. I don't want to disparage him, but he could be lying. Maybe he's making up his times. I'm not I'm not sure. But um yeah, I've placed I've done okay, but it's been uh it's a grind. It, it it's hard, isn't it? Doing it is. doing nothing all day. <laughs> Well, that's not true. We're not doing nothing. Um, no, I know. I'm just saying like, it just, it just, I, I think I miss, I miss that action in the courtroom. You know, I, I miss, I miss getting in the car and uh, I don't miss the traffic, but I, I miss, I was thinking today when I was driving over to, to um, my, my bunker in Emerald city that, uh, you know, 
I, I kind of wish it would be, it might be nice eventually to go to court, but you know, but then I think, you know, I, I'm enjoying this sort of permanent temporary vacation, like not having to, to, to get up if it's five thirty in the morning and not have to, you know, drive, you know, play school bus and those kind of things. So there are some yeah. advantages to it, but I'm, it's just getting old and getting tired of it. Yes. No, that's true. And it's, it's impossible to litigate. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. We're, we're going to talk about that. Um, we've got some really cool guests uh, today. Um, we've got um, a former judge of the probate court coming up and a really good uh, business valuation uh, expert. So we're going to wrap them on the second half of the show and, and into next week's show. Uh, but before we get to that, so I thought, I thought we should talk about what we've been doing in, in quarantine a little bit. Um, so what, what have you been doing? Tell me. Well, I had a Peloton. I love it. You did? Yeah. Really? So that's amazing. So I've been spinning. What, what's so great about it? It's, you have to like spinning. If you like spinning, you'll love it. You spin like around like a top? What do you mean? Does it make you dizzy? <laughs> like a bike. Like a bike. Like a bike. Um, but no, they have, they're very genius. They have amazing classes. They have amazing instructors and they, they figured it out. That is a company I wish I thought of. Well, it would be good if they would become a sponsor for, for our show. Yes. So we could get yes. a, you know, a higher, higher yes. format. Yeah. David, do you, Dave, do you have, are you there? Are you in your bunker? Where of are you? Of course. Yeah. The, the virtual, virtual studios of pod617.com. I have um, retrofitted a portion of my home to become the home office. The studio will open soon, but for now, this will do. Well, what, what are you doing? What do you mean? What am I doing? doing what are you what doing do? in these times? We're talking about what are you doing? Podcasting has actually picked up for us, which is nice. A lot of people have taken this time to record, and we've been recording remotely for a couple of years now, so all that's good. But other than that, uh, you know, Matt, I got plenty of booze and plenty of coffee, and that's about it. And I think my kids are doing pretty well too. No, my kids are my kids are happy and healthy. So what the hell, you know? That's good. That's good. I think that's all you can do. I think you just got to keep a routine. Um, stay, stay active. Uh, and you know, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. I hate, I hate that expression. Do you curse me? Yeah, that's, that's really that makes me, that, my, I, I feel like it's sort of like a Orwellian uh, motto or something, you know? Oh well, yeah. A, a big, it's straight from big brother. We're all in this together. We're not really. No, we're not. We're it's, all it's a song. Uh, it's a song from the, the movie high, the Disney movie high school musical. Is anybody familiar? That's what oh, I, yeah. that's, I do know it. That's yeah. what I keep hearing in my head anytime they say we're all we're all in this together. <laughs> oh my lord! Anyway, well, the show's gone right off the rails. Um, I think it's a good time to introduce some people. So, uh, what do you think? Should we bring yeah. in the dog, Dave? What do you yeah. think? Bring in, bring in the dog. She's she's interesting. So we bring her in. Sorry, Jennifer Salerno. Of Barrack Law Group. Are you there, Jen? I'm here. How is everyone? Good. Yeah, we're living the we're just living the dream. Hi, uh, it's my line. Oh, uh, <laughs> see, we got we got somebody else. Br- bring him in. He we see he can't he can't keep quiet for two minutes. So we we've got a very very special guest. Uh, we we were we've been fortunate to have a few judges of the probate court join us, and we've got one of our one of our all time favorites. Uh, the Honorable Just Judge Spencer Kagan is with us. Judge, how are you? Simply marvelous, Matt, and uh, you stole my line. Which one was that? Living the dream, my friend. Living the dream. <laughs> well, what does a retired judge do during the time of COVID? You know what? We really don't have enough time 
uh, today, but it's interesting that besides some uh, Zoom mediation, uh, you get up in the morning, and I'm not going to tell you what time, but it's not 6 o'clock, and I can also tell you that I don't spin, and I can also tell you that I don't do virtual running. I can also tell you that I do work around the house. I do uh, errands within reason. And the next thing I know, it's time uh, for dinner at 5, 5.36. And then binge TV. Some great programs on uh, Netflix, great programs on Amazon uh, Zoom. But I got to tell you, I love I love sheltering at home, getting a ton of stuff done around the house. How, how, how's your family? Everybody's fine. Good. Everybody's fine, knock on wood. The kids, the grandkids, uh, my wife. Uh, we're fortunate that the kids live close to us. And one daughter and her family is about a mile and a half down the road, and the other daughter is about thirty minutes down the road. And we have, uh, how should we say, get-togethers. We're on one end of the driveway, and they're on the other end of the driveway, and uh, we have uh, some great, great times together. Well, your uh, wife, your wife is a very lovely woman. I, I had a, a nice time with her at a cocktail party. Um, a couple of years ago out in my neck of the woods, we had a nice conversation. Your daughter too is nice. So it's, 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 uh, I'm glad to hear everybody's doing well. Yeah. Thank God we are. And, uh, this social distancing bothers us only to the point that you really can't hug your grandkids and your kids. And you sort of now relate for the first time, uh, when you order uh, supervised visitation, or even worse, uh, visitation by Zoom or internet or whatever. Uh, you, you can't, uh, there's no physical contact and it's it's really lousy. So you can relate to what you gotta do with, with parents when they can't touch each other or when one is in uh, St. Louis and one is here and they have visitation over the internet. It's, uh, it brings it home real quick, real quick. Well you, well, you mentioned something that's near and dear to my heart, which is all the great shows on Netflix. Ah. So, you know, I, one of the things I wanted to do today was discuss the best shows on Netflix during uh, COVID-19 because there's really, it, it, some of the programming has been fabulous, you know, starting with Tiger King um, all, all the way through to Money Heist. Uh, so I wanted, I wanted to get a taste. We've got, we've got some different generations. Uh, Dog, what... What, what's your favorite show on, on Netflix? Okay, I had this conversation with uh, Jennifer <laughs> about three weeks ago <clears throat> on a, a conversation on a case that, that I have. And in no particular order, uh, Money Heist was great. Loved it. Uh, Fodder, which is, uh, it's either Prime or it's the Netflix, deals with a, a secret uh, covert operation in Palestine by the Israelis. Fantastic. Uh, obviously, Ozark, we can't wait until April for the next season to come out. Uh, we watched The Americans. And that was great. And I know I'm leaving one out, but we're now watching Succession. Oh, that's so good. It's it, my it favorite. Takes, it takes a while, though. Oh, so good, though. Get into it. But we're now into succession. It, it ends. The, the end of the last season of succession, was, it's, it's going like a spoiling thing for you, but it's fantastic. Okay. Uh, then yeah. I'll continue to watch it. Yes. it gets. Succession was one of those ones that got 
in the last season of it, it got better and better, particularly near the end. It, it ended very, very well. The, the problem, though, Matt, with, with these uh, series is, A, you get hooked. And unlike network TV, you can't, you don't have to wait until next week for the next episode. So it's not uncommon in this household to be up until one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> because how can we put it? How can we shut it off? We got to find I, out what's going on. I don't think. I don't I think. I don't think you're alone in that. What about you, Kirsten? What have you been watching? Well, so I've already seen Succession. Loved that. Ozarks, amazing. Um, I loved Unorthodox. That oh yes, is so good. What's that one about. Um, oh, you got to watch that. Oh, one. you got to watch it. Um, oh, that's good. Right, write this down. Take notes. I am. That's yeah, paper. Oh, you'll love it. It's unorthodox. It's about a woman who um, leaves the um, leaves Brooklyn. Um, obviously, she's in a she's orthodox, married in a uh, arranged marriage, and she she leaves, and it's 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 fascinating. I didn't know that much about. I knew some things, um, but wow, wow, is that interesting? Is and that Netflix or is that Netflix? Amazon? Netflix. Did you watch uh, the Hunters? No. That was on Amazon. Okay. I'll have to it, write it that deals down. with a group of Nazi hunters oh. in 1970 in New York City. Oh, that's very, very, yeah, very that's, good. That's fun. Yeah. Starring Al Pacino. Right. I don't think there's a show I haven't watched. <laughs> I'm running out. David, what, what, do you, what have you liked? I've watched everything that you've guys have <laughs> mentioned so far <laughs> and love just about all of them. The one new one I got for you, if you haven't seen Homecoming, it's it's fantastic. Not, not to be confused with Homeland. Homecoming is a uh, Net, uh, Netflix, was it Netflix or Amazon Prime? I think it's Netflix. Anyway, look up Homecoming. Uh, the last season starring Julia Roberts. The This season that was just released, season two, starring Janelle Monet. And long story short, it's about a secret military program that involves having veterans cure their PTSD by taking memory loss drugs. But as you can imagine, things go awry. And it's very uh, sort of creepy and sinister thing lurking below the surface. Very well done. That's my recommendation. All right, I haven't seen That's good. That's, that's, a, that's a new one for me. I'm yep. also looking forward to the Jeffrey Epstein documentary, which I think was released this week. That's, yeah, uh, I think I've it came out uh, Wednesday. Yeah, I've heard some Last good night or the night before. Right. Let me know how that one is, Matt. Yeah, I I absolutely will. What about Jen? Jen, what about you? What have you? uh, You come from a little bit of a younger generation. So, how? What is your uh, take on the Netflix and the Amazon? What shows you're watching? Well, besides the train wreck, uh, Tiger King, that you just couldn't stop watching. I watched that entire series. Then Judge Kagan told me to watch Money Heist. I started that. That was great. But my big one right now. It's 90 Day Fiance. I love Baby Love Lisa. <laughs> is, is that one, is that like the, where they met, do they meet each other and get married? What's that one? Is that yeah, they, yeah, they usually meet online. And um, this version, this season is uh, Americans trying to get their significant other from different countries to uh, get married and, and move back to the States with them. And there is a whole hybrid of couples that are just hysterical. Um, well, you know what? That's interesting, um, Jen. And then I wonder how many annulments did you have, Judge Kagan, on uh, fraud for that reason? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a, it's really that's what the show is about. They're they're taking people from another country on the K one for ninety days. You know, it expires. They have to get married, but 
when you watch the show, you see, I think multiple majority of these people are doing it. You know, they don't have yeah. sincere grounds. Let's say it that way. <laughs> to answer your question, yeah. uh, question, Kristen, I think in my 15 years on the bench, maybe one. Wow. And that's in Middlesex as well as in Dukes. It, it was rare. Uh, I think I had in practice uh, probably two. We really yeah. don't really didn't see a lot because uh, I don't know. Maybe Middlesex and Dukes is uh, isolated. <laughs> it was interesting. I had one too. It was a similar thing. Someone from the Dominican Republic and uh, the judge, you know, took some direction from. Uh, you know, I had to edify a little bit because it's just not that common. But it was interesting. Anyways. Well, well, we okay. have we have somebody in, in the audience that we should we we should introduce. Kirsten, do you think we should allow her on the podcast? She's making her her yeah, debut. Absolutely. But we can't make her go to court right now. Well, we could, but I don't know. It wouldn't be the same if she's not in person, since the courts are are currently mostly closed. So I think we should we should bring her on board and let's see if she's anything to add. We're going to bring in our our, our newest and, and youngest associate. Um, we call her Francesca uh, or Frankie. Um, Frankie, you want to introduce Hello. yourself? Hi, Francesca. Thank you so much for having me. I am truly honored to be a part of the, the podcast. Um, this has really come full circle to me to be on the podcast because I enjoyed listening to the podcast so much when I had applied and interviewed for the job, and it kind of gave me a chance to get to know, you know, Kirsten, Matt, and Jen a little bit before really getting to know Kirsten, Matt, and Jen and the firm in general. So I'm a big fan of the podcast and I'm very happy to be here. So thank you. Wow. Matt, give her a raise. Wow. That was <laughs> impressive. Did she, did she write that down ahead of time? Jen, did you help her with that? It was all me. I got to take the credit for that one. <laughs> Jeez, that was, Judge, that was impressive presentation, right? I'm telling you, give her a raise. I can send her to court. <laughs> Absolutely. That was that was really good, and it looks finally something good came out of the podcast. We we got a good associate. <laughs> I'm happy to have upgraded from the name Pledge to my real name. <laughs> That's very good. You you well deserved, Kirsten. Are you impressed? Very, but I was always impressed. Oh, now you see. Um, yeah, I'm nicer. You're much nicer, Matt. You'll you'll pardon me interrupting, but what um, Francesca just said is kind of like the player who's like, I grew up rooting for Michael Jordan, and then I ended up actually playing with him. And you're the, <laughs> and you're the Michael Jordan, Matt. That's very great. Nice. <laughs> Jeez, everybody's gotten so nice during this time. See, we are all on this together. Isn't that that's fantastic? Well, Francesca, welcome to the podcast. Do you have? Did you hear us? We were talking about what we've been watching in quarantine or whatever, yes. whatever you call this. Yes. What, what, you come from a little different generation and stuff. So what, what, what have you been watching? So I've watched everything that's been mentioned. Speaking of Michael Jordan, I was obsessed with the Michael Jordan documentary and I never really knew about any of that, obviously because I didn't live through it. Um, some other suggestions though, I watched Peaky Blinders has a few seasons out. Really great show. Mindhunter dead to me. Outer Banks was really good also. And I recently watched, I'm shocked that I didn't tell you guys, um, Unbelievable, not to make a play on the name, but it really was unbelievable. It's about this young girl who is um, allegedly lying about being raped and a serial rapist. It's very 
you know, heart-wrenching, but it's a really good story and it really gets you hooked right away. So, and a lot of trash reality TV, of course. What did, then what about the Trioka of those three shows I told you to watch? The reality shows. What did uh, you think? Tell, tell everybody what those shows are and what your the thoughts circle, are. The Circle is the first one, which is mine and Matt's favorite. Uh, the Circle's team, great. Team Sammy and Joey Sasso over here. Um, a lot of social media type of shows. Love Island was another good one. Love is Blind. Um, a lot of shows that will probably end in a lot of divorces. So more more uh, business for us, I guess, in the end. <laughs> Very good. You're, you're, doing, you're doing a great job. I'm, I'm proud of you. Keep it up. All right. So, so before we, we're going to, this is going to end up being a, a one or two parts. Uh, coming up in our, our next show next week, we're going to do a really good substantial look at the impact of COVID-19 on divorce. Uh, and we'll have Judge Kagan on for that and also business valuation and forensic accounting expert uh, and my friend Lee Sanderson. We're going to take a real look at what the issues divorce lawyers and litigants going through divorce are faced with uh, in these uncertain times and how COVID-19 is going to affect both the practice of divorce uh, and in in the the future cases uh, and its impact when we look at what types of issues that we need to be deciding and, and thinking about and what we can do to, to help people um, get divorced during these times. So that, that's coming up. But before we get there, I thought this will be a good time, David, later on when you, you cue the music. I thought we would play a game since we have a we have Judge Kagan with us today and he and he is a judge of the former judge of the probate court. I thought we'd play what if COVID. Okay. So this is how what if COVID is gonna gonna work how it's gonna work. I'm gonna send out a scenario uh, and either attorney Salerno or attorney Lazina are going to make a, make a case uh, to Judge Kagan to see if it's a violation of COVID right now. So, for example, this, this is what I was thinking. Is it legal right now to sneeze while grocery shopping? So, Frankie, make your case to Judge Kagan as to why that's. I don't think that's a a family law related. It's close enough. You're you're a former judge. You you meet the rubric. It's fine. Okay. I mean, I do not think it is against the law to sneeze while you are grocery shopping. First and foremost, everyone is wearing a mask and you're required by law. So, if you do at least sneeze while you are grocery shopping, Hopefully all of your germs and particles are staying within your mask and not exposing others. And that is the whole point to wear a mask. And I also lastly believe it would be illegal to make a bodily, natural bodily function illegal. You can't help when you sneeze. Perfect timing. Oh, that was fantastic. All right, so Judge, what do you think? Is it legal? To- oh, wait, let, let me hear from Jen. All right, Jen, what do you think? Yeah, that's a good point. That's why you're the judge, and I'm just an advocate. Well, no, you said they were going to both. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You got it. Go go, Jen. I'm going to take the opposite position on this one. I think it should 100% be illegal to cough in public because it creates a mass hysteria. It's gross. People don't want your germs. (laughs) All right, Judge, you make the call. You're a judge. Well, first of all, there's, there's no statutory authority to prevent somebody, as Frankie said, for a natural bodily function. Uh, second of all, as Frankie said, uh, you're, it's not mandatory, I don't believe. 
but uh, our governor, as well as most governors, have said you have to wear a mask. It's so therefore, if you're wearing a mask and you sneeze, no one's going to get it because the mask is holding it back. Now, of course, we all know in the real world, there are people out there who don't follow social distancing, who don't wear masks. And because this is a broadcast, I'm not going to use various obscene adjectives uh, about these people. But the issue here is whether it's illegal. We all know that if there's no law, uh, is it a violation of public health? And now you have to look at the regs. And I'm pretty sure, and I agree, that uh, I don't think there's going to be anything in the Department of Public Health that prohibits sneezing. So common sense on the other side of the coin is Jen's right on the money. Uh, but you can't legislate common sense. You can't legally enforce common sense. And now you, now as a judge is sitting here and uh, police lieutenant Jen brings in uh, this person who sneezed on the fruit. Now that was a real case. <laughs> that was a real case maybe about a month ago where this person went into the supermarket and coughed all over the place intentionally. They arrested her, and the supermarket had to throw out about $40,000 worth of fruit because they didn't know. Uh, you have to look and see what authority they arrested her under. So the answer is, you both are right. You've been doing too much mediation. <laughs> no, 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 no. Watching too much news. <laughs> too much he's, news. Not, he's not giving me that one because I violated his order and went to Florida. <laughs> you remember that, huh, Jennifer? <laughs> I was I was prohibited from going to Florida, but I can't lie. When <laughs> well, that's why that's why we're keeping you in the in the basement. For, for I'm like I'm prohibited from the office until July first, twenty twenty one. I got I got I got one more. I got one more. This is real real world stuff. What if COVID-19, should you be fined for jogging without a mask? Jen, take a side argue to the judge. Absolutely not. I've been jogging already without a mask. I'm doing my proper social distancing out in the open on the side of the street. I'm away from all the people. Nobody's driving by, stopping, honking at me, telling me I look good and trying to talk to me through the window. So plenty of social distance going on. I don't think you should wear a mask. So what you're saying, Jen, is as long as you're six feet away, there's no reason to wear a mask. Correct. Especially if you're out in, in an open area. All the gyms are closed right now. So all you can really do is run outside or on a track anyways. I mean, And what happens if you're out running and you're on the sidewalk and there's a couple coming in front of you who are not wearing masks because uh, the husband and wife, and yet you're running right by them. And well, you they, better, <laughs> they better move or I'll start throwing rocks at them. <laughs> okay, uh, that be salt battery. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm going the faster speed, then I would move out of the way. Common sense. Yes. All right, Frankie, make, make, make your case. <laughs> Uh, so I will say if there was a fine for not wearing a mask, I would be absolutely poor right now because I have not been wearing a mask while jogging on the street. But just to play devil's advocate here, um, I think you should be fine because on the streets, you don't know who may be at a higher risk or what pre 
exposed conditions they have, you're sweating, you're coughing. Um, although I will say, actually wearing a mask while you're running, I've heard makes your lungs work harder and will boost your stamina and your endurance. So I guess there's a plus side to wearing a mask while running. Um, but just for everyone's safety, um, you, I guess, should be fined for not wearing a mask while running. And I'll take some fines for that one. <laughs> we, we all know that a judge has to follow the law. We also know a judge has to look at practical things. We have to look at, hopefully, what makes sense and what doesn't. And I, for one, would be walking down the street with my wife, no mask, because it's just us. And there'll be a jogger coming. And I've got to tell you, 99.9% .9 of the time, that jogger goes out of their way uh, to avoid us. Every once in a while, you get a jogger who doesn't, or even worse, don't say the worst, or also you got a 14-year-old kid on a bike who goes zipping by you within six feet. The fact of wearing a mask is an advisory. It's not mandated. And you can't sanction anybody. You can't throw them in jail. Uh, you can't fine them. can't do anything because it's not a law. What I find interesting from personal experience is when I do wear a mask outside, and the mask, as we all know, is tight, never mind that my glasses would fog up, and I can't see for you know what, and I wish I had the windshield wipers, but you start to breathe your carbon dioxide. It just doesn't go out like it normally would because it's protected by the mask. And the more you breathe, at least I found, uh, inside that mask, you're breathing, inhaling the byproduct of what you're expanding, the, the carbon dioxide. Uh, query is after a while, you start getting a headache. So to jog at a rapid rate, it's not going to take long before that's going to have an effect. And Frankie, you're right. You're going to, you're going to really be huffing and puffing real quick because you're not getting the oxygen. Personally, I, uh, I I go crazy when somebody is walking towards us without a mask. Sometimes when they get close, you know, 15 feet, they'll take out a mask, put it on their face, and continue on and leave. Haven't got a problem with that. But it's rare now that I see up here in the North Shore uh, people out without a mask. So, again, if it was a law, I absolutely would enforce it because we look, look what science has said. The curve has come down based upon social distancing. And Jen's right, six feet, you don't need a mask, hypothetically. But then again, I forgot who it was about a week ago, said, oh no, it really should be 15 feet. It should be 20 feet. You don't know. So the answer to it is hopefully people are smart enough and they're mature enough to wear a mask outside. Now, on the other hand, how many times have you been driving down the street and you look at a car next to you, oh, one driver, no one else is in the car, and the person's wearing a mask? Have you seen that yet? Oh, yeah. I, that, that's one of my pet peeves for the next, speaking of which, will be for the next show. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> so, all alone in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you wearing a mask? I, I, that's one of my, my pet peeves. I, I got a lot of pet COVID-19 pet peeves to discuss. But... We are out of time for today. Oh, wait, this uh, is fine. Hold on you, one you, you're David. not leaving. No, no, we're going to come David, back. you were shaking your head no. What do you say? <laughs> to which 
to the uh, no, I'm no, I'm with you guys on that one. Actually, I think people that wear masks in their car is are very strange. I I think they're missing the point. <laughs> And I secretly, I secretly worry that their brains are actually backwards and they wear the mask in the car. And then when they get out of the car, they take it out, uh, take it off. So that's my thought. Uh, uh, All right, Matt. Back started. to you, my friend. All right, folks. So here's the deal. So we were going to be back next week. We're going to be talking about uh, wearing your mask in public. Uh, should it match your outfit? If you go to court, do you have to wear a mask? If, if you're uh, on Zoom, what, what do you wear? All the major issues that are affecting us during these times. But more importantly, we'll be having Judge Kagan and Lee Sanderson on to discuss COVID-19 and its impact on the practice of divorce. Uh, you've been listening to It's a Mistake. You can find us at Barrick Law Group. This is attorney Matthew Barrick with my partner, Kirsten DeMoga, and our lovely associates, Francesca Blazinia and the dog, Jen Salerno. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Stay safe, stay well, and we're all in this together. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.